of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible in the house. is on fire. In the house. There we go. <laughs> I'm Matt Bacon, here with my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. What's up, Matt? And Keith, today, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about why Caius, Welcome to Sky Valley, is one of the most unfuckwithable albums of all time. No, we're not. Um, Although we did talk just, about today in, that today in Dorkscography, our album of day listening group. We did. I called you out a little bit. You didn't respond, but it's okay. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Because I actually said that I like that album. But anyway, the point oh. being. <laughs> Instead of talking about Caius, let's talk about streaming. Yeah, let's talk about some specific things with streaming right now in the world. So first and foremost is this Daniel Ek thing, which happened a few days ago, and I know we're a little late on it, but it's also kind of a big deal, and we should have potted about it earlier. But anyway, can you summarize the Daniel Ek story, please, Keith? Yeah, no worries. I think, I think actually it's good that we got a little distance from it because obviously in the moment, everybody is very emotional. So for a little background, Daniel Ek is the CEO of Spotify, Former head uh, of the Pirate Bay, the most important site on the internet. Former head of the Pirate Bay. He also most important um, site on the internet. Was the most important site on the internet for a long time. He also owned another one of those Pirate Bay-ish things that I can't remember right now. But so he's been a big deal in technology. He's not I think he's barely 40 and he's been a huge deal in technology, I think since he's a late teenager, early young adult. Uh, he's a genius programmer. It doesn't make him doesn't always make people a good CEO, look at Zuckerberg. Um, But he's built Spotify into a monster. And he often says that his inspiration to start Spotify is that he saw Napster go under. And he was like, oh, one, there's a void. People want the availability of content. Two, specifically in his mind, music. But two, he thought this is a way to transform the playing field in his mind for artists and labels. And I think he was only thinking about big labels and huge generating artists. And he didn't really think about our people, which are really, okay, well, I don't, I'm gonna go there. And I think he was really not thinking about underground artists. Um, the The availability of music is amazing. I love Spotify, I use it every day. I have a premium account. I got Hulu for free with it. And I listen to Spotify as much as I listen to promos sent to me via private links from labels, and as much as I spend time on Bandcamp, equally in thirds, and then maybe sometimes I listen to other stuff in my collection, my old iPod, etc. I love Spotify for its easy, ease of use. Um, the problem is Daniel is kind of a butt munch, and he, you know, gave an interview to a podcast, a music industry podcast, not ours, but he gave an, uh, an interview where he said that. If Daniel prob- came on this podcast, I would cry the entire time, just for the record. <laughs> okay. Fanboy much? Not me. Uh, I'd go with him pretty hard. And I'm going to say why. He said, in his opinion, 
there is, you know, the major complaint about Spotify is the inequity of the streams and revenue collected versus what the bands get paid out, which is complicated because there are labels involved in most artists on Spotify, probably. And there's other things at play that dictate kind of who gets paid what. There's a small percentage of upper echelon artists in the whole world that make a real fair percentage of their money on streaming and it actually pays them and because they have favorable deals. But most artists don't. Uh, famously, Lady Gaga, I think something like millions and millions of streams uh, for her huge hit record and she got a check for like 60 something dollars trivium has been very vocal about their disdain for their spotify checks have been in pennies they have millions of streams one of the most popular metal bands on all of spotify a legacy band now 15 16 17 years weird to think so about. yeah weird to think about but um not much older than you not much younger than me kind of weird um but uh you know, just kind of strange. So Eck feels like the there's no pay in equity and that artists need to change their perspective about how to produce music more frequently, which also makes money for him and the network and the labels and not as much. I'm going to say he's not wrong about changing your perspective about, you know, how you approach putting out music. There was a period of time in the old model where, bands waited years and years the assumption was touring but also just like i'm gonna make an album tour for a year take off a year write for a year make another album and it would be three four years in between and i think that model is going away and i think you do need to put out more frequent releases and you do need to put out singles and you do need to we're in the age of the single we're in the age of the ep we're in the age of the split we're in the age of the tribute covers release I think this is a fine time for that. But, you know, Eck is a butt munch. I'm going to say it again. He's a chuckle fuck. Your boy introduced the word chuckle fuck to Australia. As, as you did. And you will again someday. And, um, but yeah, Daniel Eck's a dickhead. I don't think he's going to come on this podcast, but he's a dick. And he, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm unhappy with his take on things. I think he's out of touch. Typical of a CEO of the great one percenters. And uh, and now for a counterpoint, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on this, Matthew. I know quite a few higher ups at Spotify, I, and one in particular who I, I get lunch with regularly. Um, and he has told me, he and he knows Daniel like fairly well, not like great, but like he's met him enough times that they like know each other, you know. And he has told me, you know. He is genuinely convinced Daniel Eck believes in his dream for. An, uh, um, you know, I think it's like uh, 10,000 um, artists making a living off of their music. Now, that means making a living, okay? That means making 30, 40K a year. That doesn't mean huge growth, but it also it's also much more equitable across because I think, first of all, if you own everything in, on your Spotify, you can actually get somewhere. The problem with a band like Trivium, the problem with a band like Lady Gaga, artist like Lady Gaga, is that out of your on a typical label deal, you know, you're getting maybe at best half of your digital, right? And so if you're so you're getting so Spotify is paying about half a cent per stream. You're getting, um, you know, uh you're getting, first of all, the distributor takes their 30% cut because Spotify pays the distributor. 
the distributor pays the label who take their 50%. And that's what you're left with if you're in the label situation, you know? But that, that little chunk is sometimes being used to pay back your royalties or pay back your advance rather, right? And for an artist like Lady Gaga, for an artist like Trivium, who had a ton of money poured into them early on, deservedly, deservedly, like I think Trivium, I would like, Trivium are who they are for a reason. I would honestly say, uh, you know, while they might not totally be for me, I think that Matt Heffy is one of the hardest working guys in metal and one of the guys who gets it the most, you know? Um, But like, they're still paying back a lot of stuff from years ago because of how deals are set up, right? Um, So that's a big part of it, first and foremost, you know? Um, because I do know smaller artists who get pretty decent sized checks out of Spotify. Uh, they're not great. And I also think, I definitely think that Spotify should be viewed as a additional revenue stream rather than a, the full thing, you know, although there are some people whose full thing is Spotify, but you know, I, what it comes down to is a couple points. One, Daniel X saying, Oh, you have to do, you can't just release a record every three or four years. That is a symptom, not a cause. Okay. Spotify is a symptom, not a cause. Our monkey brains cannot attribute value to files. Okay. Furthermore, you know, we know this, we saw piracy, you know, like it happened. The only way to get the genie back in the bottle in any way, shape or form was streaming. Right. And Spotify found one of the better ways to monetize it, you know, um, and I kind of prefer the way Spotify monetizes it to Apple Music because, like, Apple, in my opinion, are probably going to win in the long run because they are not a music company. They are a tech company. And Apple Music is simply an add-on to your iPhone, and that's the real thing they are selling. Right? So all this to say, streaming is meant to be an additional piece of the income. Um, and it's, and it's meant to be, you know, something that you grow and, you know, Drake is making a a ton of money on Spotify because he's changed how he does albums. You know, Taylor Swift changed how she did albums, you know, and people say, Oh, that's bad, but that's not true. Motherfucker. The format has always dictated what the album sounds like, what the release sounds like. That's always been the case. That's why records, you know, up until about 1988, we're all under, we're all 45 minutes or less because they had to fit on a single LP, you know, and that's why uh, records from about 92 to 2004 all sucked because they were all 75 minutes long and should have been 40 minutes long, you know? Um, And that also has to do with like, there was a lot of bloat in the nineties and early two thousands. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, But you know, a lot of those records, in my opinion, a lot of the, the, the quote-unquote great typo records would have been truly great if they were 40 minutes long. Um, you know, no one needs fucking Peter Steele skits. Um, but, but the point, but regardless, the point being... And so on the anniversary of October Rust, no less, you insult typo negative. Oh my God, Matthew. Oh, they had that um, really era cover, which was cool. They, um, but yes. um, all this to say... You know, that is why Spotify matters is like people would like if we like canceled streaming tomorrow, people wouldn't start buying music because they can't put value on files. Right. They just start torrenting again. Like it doesn't. 
you know, like the Pirate Bay was huge for a reason, you know, like, especially now where everyone has it, like the problem is not Spotify. The problem is not YouTube. The problem is that because of the internet, everyone can distribute their thing around the world. Right. And because everyone can distribute their thing around the world and everyone means everyone. So now we have more access to more music than ever before and more people can record than ever before. You know, you can get, even if you pay for pro tools, which let's be honest, not a lot of people actually did. Um, You know, you can get that for like way less than you would have ever had to have paid a studio, you know? So now you have all this stuff coming out anyway. So it's a whole clusterfuck. So you just have to work within that framework that there's just too much stuff coming out. We can't put value on digital files. So here's a way to monetize it. That doesn't completely suck. And the fact that this guy is saying, look, the strategy has to operate within this framework is not a dick move. I mean, he probably said it in a way that wasn't as political as it could have been. And like, you know, he's Swedish and Scandinavians tend to be very blunt that way. Um, So I don't know. That's my two cents is this is just what it is. But that being said, you know, if you want to grow on Spotify, take our Spotify challenge, which starts August 31st, it's $90 to sign up for standard tier, 150 for higher tier. It's super in depth. It's going to teach you how to get more soon. It's going to teach you how to grow, you know, but this is what it is. What's your rebuttal, Keith? We don't have much time. We don't have much time, but my rebuttal is a couple of things. Matt Bacon did not sell out. He bought in. Lars Ulrich was 100% right, and you just made his case for him. Oh, I don't disagree that Lars was wrong, but I also think that it's just inevitable. (laughs) I see what you're saying. How come the movie – this is not going to get answered right here, but how come the movie industry doesn't have the same problem the music industry has? How come the music industry – It 100% does. They've literally had – Bent over and bled the the music industry. industry. They've literally had to change it. Like – Nah. Ticket prices have gone up. The The movie experience has now become a much more Hold deluxe experience. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's radically nah. changed. May I? Yes, go ahead. Well, I don't, I'm going to say this. Oh, and really also, cool. also, final point on the movie industry is if you're talking about the big boys, sure, but like fucking life is still good for Lady Gaga, even if like it, it blows that she got $60 from Spotify. Like she still like gets to do cool shit, you know? And like fucking, I don't know what a big, like literally the only movie I care about is Bill and Ted face the music, but like Bill and Ted face the music is like the, Same. you know, is like the Metallica of movies or whatever. Like, like Metallica aren't making as much money, ne- but I mean, you know, Metallica could probably making, be making more money if we still all bought physical product, you know, like, uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct was probably their lowest selling album ever that wasn't Lulu. But like, they still figure out ways to make money, you know? Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So you're wrong about my, movie. My, my only point, those are all good. My only point was, and, and I think Metallica is also, by the way, owns the, I think, fourth or fifth largest streaming entity in the world on MetallicaLive.com where they sell live board recordings and yeah. videos. Yeah, no, selling their stuff. Metallica is the greatest band in the world, so of course they're a weird exception. We'll do a whole episode on them eventually. Yeah, they, they, they were a bad example. I'll give you that. It, it, no, it's fine. Here, here's my final point, and you can spin it out after this. My point is, though, the models were the same for a long time. 
You never had, until the digital age, there was never a full album stream or as many singles, except the rare cases, as you have now. Almost every big record in our scene will get a full album stream right before you can buy it. Why is that? You don't get a full movie preview. Of the whole, you don't get to watch uh, Black Widow before it's in the movie theater. Now, obviously, things are different with the pandemic, and that may be coming out on Disney Plus or pay-per-view or something else. I know Disney, Disney is doing that with their Mulan live-action film where they're going to do a $30 pay-per-view. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to inspire piracy immediately, and no one is going to rent it because they can steal it. But I don't advocate this. Um, but it's very strange that the music industry valued their product a lot less than the movie industry did. Now, you may say movie theaters are going to go at the way of the dodo because of the pandemic and music is forever. But I think if you can, if you're an artist, if you ask Yatra, who announced a new album today, who I love, Great shout out to Dana. It, they announced a new yeah. album today, their second album in like literally less than a year. Holy shit. Yeah. And so they're prolific. They was score one for Eck, but also they're putting out on a small ass label, an indie, you know, an indie quality label, a small run of merch. They're gonna sell out that merch, by the way. If anybody's interested, you better get it when it goes on pre-order. And you know, they're they might do a full album stream, but there's they, I bet, make a lot more money from Bandcamp and whatever their direct sales are even without shows, than they will ever see from Spotify. So the system doesn't work for them. They have to do other things. And this is the point of this pod- podcast is everybody learn to do other things. It's, it's two things. One, it's a, it's a, it's a, first of all, the music industry is not analogous. I think going to the movies is more like seeing a band on tour. Um, but beyond that, um, I think that... Uh, yeah, but like the the point is 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 it's it's an additional revenue stream they wouldn't have. The thing is, it's an additional revenue stream they wouldn't have had before. A, and B, um, you know, because and the thing is, like, it's an additional revenue stream they wouldn't have had before, and it wasn't like it's not like <clears throat> Spotify isn't. Spotify isn't really replacing CDs because the thing is, CDs were gone already. It's not like the world went CD Spotify. Everyone seems to act that way, but that's not what happened. The world went CDs piracy Spotify. So it went from really high to nothing to something. The point being, um, you know, I'm right as usual. Uh, This has been another good debate on the on dumb and dumbest and if you want to learn more about this stuff if you want to learn how to sell more records if you or to get more streams i'm sorry if you want to learn to take it to that next level on streaming you know because there are ways there are ways to get paid there are ways to understand algorithmic playlists that get do more streams that get people noticing you and when they're noticing you that means you can sell more merch it means you can sell more tickets when shows come back etc 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 if you want to understand all that stuff not just on spotify but on bandcamp on youtube on soundcloud on apple music email me matt at dropoutmedia.net we are running a 30-day streaming challenge okay with keith myself and our friend curtis Dewar. and it's going to be super in-depth it takes place in a facebook group okay 
um, every day you have like a 15 minute task that teaches you, okay, how do you reach the next level of your streaming? How do you grow? What are some strategies you can do to get a more playlist strategies to get noticed in algorithms, strategies to increase? That is what you've got to learn how to do. We're going to teach you how to do it. All you got to do is email me, matt at dropoutmedia.net to sign up. It's $90 for standard beer, 150 if you want something a little more premier, um, you know, premium. Uh, going to be good stuff on both ends. I really look forward to seeing everyone who signs up. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Lars was right.